Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Duncan had it. They turned it over. Alley-oop back to Kevin. Oh, baby! Woo! KD! You can see it coming, and the building is electric off that slam dunk. Hello and welcome back to the A Wolf Among Wolves podcast. I'm your host, Brendan Hetke, and as always, this podcast is a part of the A Wolf Among Wolves podcast network on awolfamongwolves.com. And today I'm not joined by anybody. I'm actually riding solo for this episode. I'm excited to do this. Um, I've only ever done, I think, one other episode of this podcast solo. So it's going to be a little bit of an adjustment for me just because... The comfortability level of talking to myself isn't as high as it is talking with another person. But if I do want to bring you guys more content, which I do, I want more podcasts than I've been giving you throughout the, the off season and the start of the season, I'm going to have to do some alone because I, I can get a guest, but sometimes schedules don't line up and I got to do things solo. So today I wanted to talk about the Minnesota Timberwolves. I haven't talked on a podcast um, since the season started, I believe. So since then... The Timberwolves had a win in Detroit, and then an impressive win against Utah, and then two devastating losses against both LA teams, and they currently sit at 2-2. Two and two. Now, that might seem you know, disappointing. Timberwolves fans are a little bit disappointed after watching two very disheartening losses, against one against the Lakers and one against the Clippers, both in Staples Center. But if you would have told me three weeks ago, after the schedule was released, that the Timberwolves would come out of this four-game stretch, 2-2, two and two, I'd be pretty happy with that result. Um, beating Detroit, that was a given. I, If they would have lost there, I would have been really, really upset, as they obviously have a much more talented team. And then Utah, I personally am always optimistic about the Timberwolves, which a lot of times leads to my downfall. But the Utah win was impressive. I thought maybe they could steal that one if Cat had a really good game. And they did. They did just that. And then Cat got, Cat got hurt at the end of the game. And that's a big blow to the Timberwolves. As much as people want to talk about, you know, losing a star player hurts every NBA team, I think losing Carl Anthony Towns hurts this team more than 
a lot of teams losing their star player hurts them. The Minnesota Timberwolves are so reliant on Carl Anthony Towns and what he does on the floor, how he opens up the offense, how he gets others involved, and how he can literally take over a game if he has to. Um, and they sorely missed that in L.A. But we'll talk about that a little bit later on in the podcast. I just wanted to go down first, just talk about how impressive it was that the Timberwolves ended up beating the Utah Jazz. Because the Minnesota Timberwolves went into that game obviously not favored to be um, the top team in that game. They obviously weren't supposed to win that game, yet they did. And that's what's most impressive to me is they came out, they executed the game plan on both sides of the ball. The defense looked legitimately really, really good against Utah. And Utah's a good team. They have Donovan Mitchell. He was held in check. They have Rudy Gobert, who's not a huge offensive threat, but he still averages 15 points per game in the paint. And Carl Anthony Towns did a good job of limiting not only Gobert um, as a scorer, but just limiting Gobert's minutes on the floor. Because Rudy Gobert, if I'm not mistaken, was in foul trouble for most of that game which led to him not playing a ton of minutes. I'd have to go back and look at how many minutes they actually, or he actually ended up playing. But he was on the bench for a lot of that game. And that just is a recipe for success for the Wolves, keeping the best rim defender in the league on the bench. Because it opens up so much for this offense. And now looking at the a box score, Rudy Gobert ended up playing 29 minutes. Uh, typically, you know, he would be more around, I'm guessing, the 35 to 38 minute mark. And he played 29 minutes. He had 18 points. He had 17 rebounds. So he had a good stat line. But his impact wasn't felt like it like it normally is. And Carl Anthony Towns kind of got whatever he wanted. And that, that win was impressive. Everybody looked really, really impressive in that game. Uh, Malik Beasley came away with 18 points uh, and 6 rebounds. D'Angelo Russell, 25 points, 6 assists. Um, only turned the ball over two times. Josh Kogi played really, really good defense against Donovan Mitchell, which is encouraging. Carl uh, Anthony Towns still had 16 points, 12 rebounds. He had four blocks in that game, and he played stellar defense. Stellar defense. That's something we don't say often. It's the best I've seen Towns look in a very long time. He looked super engaged, even in the Detroit game as well. He's looked super engaged on defense. And through those first two games... It just made the team better. Watching that 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 play from Carl Anthony Towns in the paint, being that defensive anchor, makes the team just so much better on the defensive side of the ball. Jake Lehman, uninspiring through the first through all four games. Um, but then you move to the bench in the Utah game. Anthony Edwards came off the bench. He had 18 points. He only had one rebound, one assist, two steals. He didn't turn over the ball once. He had 18 points. That's really good from a rookie coming out 18 points on effective shooting. He was 8 for 12. He only missed uh, one three. He was 2 for 3 from deep. And he was uh, 8 from 12 from the floor altogether in 22 minutes. Really impressive. He just looks like he belongs in the NBA. And then Jarrett Culver. Through the first two games especially, he just looked really promising. He backed up his play from the preseason. Translated that to the Detroit game, to the Utah game. He ended up the Utah game with 14 points. He had uh, six rebounds. He didn't have an assist. He had one steal. And he didn't turn the ball over at all. So I don't want to spend too much time in the Utah win, but that was really impressive. The Detroit win was just like, 
they battled it out and they got the win, but they should have won that game. And I wasn't super inspired, but I was just happy to come away with the win in that one. In this game, I was really excited for the Timberwolves until Carl Anthony Towns got hurt, of course. And the Timberwolves now have a tough stretch of games where they won't have their best player. So let's dive into the LA um, losses quick. The Timberwolves were always going to lose those two games. The Clippers and the Lakers are just infinitely better teams than the, the Timberwolves are right now. And then you lose Carl Anthony Towns, and that just hurts you more than you can even imagine. Yes, I, I understand the Lakers lost Anthony Davis and the Clippers lost Kawhi Leonard for those games. That doesn't equate to what the Timberwolves lose when losing Carl Anthony Towns. The Lakers still have LeBron James. The Clippers still have Paul George, Patrick Beverly, Luke Kennard, Sergi Baca. Um, I'm missing just a ton of people. They just have a stacked roster from top to bottom. The Lakers are not as deep as the Clippers, but they're still a really deep team. And talk about big men. They could get whatever they wanted down low. We had Nas Reed and Ed Davis. That's not very inspiring when you have to go up against Marc Gasol and Montrez Harrell. And then Kyle Kuzma turns into Steph Curry, which doesn't help the team at all. So the, the Lakers and Clippers blew out the Timberwolves. It sucked. The Timberwolves did not look good. The effort was not there. They just did not look like they were interested in playing basketball. And with the Lakers game, I was okay with giving them a slight pass. They were on the, the second half of a back-to-back where their star player got hurt um, at the end of that game. That's tough. Going on the road is t- in Staples Center is just tough already. You got to go up against LeBron James. Now you just played your hearts out against Utah Jazz. You're tired. You flew into LA, and you get the news that your star player is going to be out for a few games, probably more than that, a few weeks, and you just feel defeated. I can give them a slight pass. I wish I would have saw Morgan's Lakers, but I can give them a slight pass there. Where I can't give them a pass is in the Clippers game. Do I think they should have won that game? No. I don't think they should have won that game. Uh, they started out the game hot. They were up by nine um, in like five minutes into the game. And they looked really legitimately good offensively and defensively. And then everything just took a turn for the worse. And by the end of the game, the Clippers ended up winning by 23. But they were up by around 30 for most of the second half and even a lot of the second quarter as well. They were up by 20 plus. They just blew out the Timberwolves. The Timberwolves were uninspired on both sides of the ball. D'Angelo Russell did not look good. Jared Culver had his worst game of the season. He was like 0 for 8 or 0 for 10 from the floor. Just the, the Clippers game was not good. And like I said, the Timberwolves were never going to win that game without Carl Anthony Towns. But they could have shown more effort. Culver had a total of 10 rebounds in that game, which is good. It's good to see him crashing the glass. I like to see that. But he had no assists um, and no points. He shot 0 for 10 from the field, 0 for 3 from 3. That's just not the type of play that Culver is going to warrant getting a ton of minutes with. Now, I'm not fully worried about Jarrett Culver. One, because he was forced into the starting lineup when he... um, has played off the bench this season, and he didn't play nearly as much with his dynamic duo partner in Anthony Edwards, which I think is a a bigger thing than people realize. I think Culver and Edwards have looked 
really good on the floor together, especially just going based off the eye test. And I know I, I like to dive into stats, and I like to um, analyze the game through the lens of what are the numbers saying. But you also got to take the eye test into account, and Edwards and Culver look legitimately good when they share the floor together. And they didn't, they didn't share the floor together as much in this game. And maybe that has something to do with the poor play. Um, but I think another thing that has to do with the poor play from Edwards and Culver is just not having Towns there to like create for them or to open up the floor for them. Now, I do like Culver's aggress- aggressiveness. He shot the ball 10 times. He wasn't going to let that slump stop him from shooting, and maybe he should have, but in a game where you're getting blown out, you know, just try it. And he did. He did that. And I hope his confidence doesn't waver because we've seen through the preseason, for through all the games in this season so far, Culver is infinitely better when he is more confident and not shy to go at somebody to take a shot. He's just better. And I want that to continue. And yeah, they got blown out and he didn't make a single shot. But he was aggressive. And that's important. Uh, Anthony Edwards looked really good for stretches of this game and really not so good for stretches of this game. He only took 10 shots, so he wasn't really hogging the ball, but the only shots he made were four threes. He was four for seven from three. He made his first three, and then I think he missed his next three and then made another one. So four for seven for three is a really good percentage. He looked solid on offense at times. At other times, he looked a little bit lost. It's to be as expected, he's a rookie. Um, Juan Hernan Gomez still looks really, really bad. I don't know if this is the Wancho Hernan Gomez we're going to be getting through the rest of the year, but if it is, he won't last long. Um, I don't think Rosas is married to Wancho Hernan Gomez um, playing if he's playing bad. He wants him to play good. He gave him $7 million over three years last year being a, a team option, but he gave him a $21 million contract to be the power forward for this team, and he just hasn't shown that. In 18 minutes uh, against the Clippers, he scored two points. He was one for five from the field. He had four rebounds and no assists. He was very ineffective on the court. And there's somebody by the name of Jared Vanderbilt waiting to take away those minutes. Vanderbilt doesn't care who's ahead of him. He's just going to outwork whoever else is out there. And that's, that's not only a testament to who Jared Vanderbilt is as a person and as a worker, but to Wancho Hernan Gomez, because Wancho just doesn't seem like he really cares and he doesn't give enough effort. And if Vanderbilt can score two points a game, he provides just as much on offense as Hernan Gomez does. Wancho's shot isn't falling. Vanderbilt's not a shooter. But Vanderbilt tries on defense, and when he's giving you infinitely more on defense than Hernan Gomez is giving you on defense, and Vanderbilt is pretty much just as effective on offense, um, he doesn't space the floor, but he's not controlling the ball too much. He's not taking bad shots. He's taking shots around the rim. He's getting offensive rebounds, and he's helping the team on both sides of the floor, especially the defensive side of the floor. What, what warrants giving Juancho Hernan Gomez minutes over Jared Vanderbilt when Vanderbilt is playing that good. I think it's only a matter of time if Juancho Hernan Gomez does not get better. JV is going to take those minutes, and deservingly so. He's working for them. He is proving that he has the talent 
and has the skill to play at the NBA level. Yeah, he's not going to be a starter, probably. Maybe he will end up starting some games. I don't know. But that's not his most effective role. But if he's an energy guy off the bench, kind of how Josh Okogie was in his first year, year and a half with the Timberwolves, that's good. Like, Jared Vanderbilt's going to work. He's going to give you effort. And that's something the Timberwolves were lacking in both of those um, Lakers and Clippers games. Now, they didn't lack that effort against Utah. They actually looked really good. So how do the Timberwolves get back to that? I think I think a lot of it comes down to Carl Anthony Towns. Carl Anthony Towns is obviously the most impactful player on the Timberwolves roster, and he's the best player the Wolves have had, arguably, since, um, since Kevin Garnett. Sure, Jimmy was here. Um, you can make an argument. Jimmy was better than Carl Anthony Towns. Okay. Still, Cat is unquestionably the best player on this team. And missing him, like it mattered a lot against the Clippers and the Lakers. And I get it. Anthony Davis wasn't playing. Kawhi Leonard wasn't playing. But Towns just means so much more to this team when you compare it to the rest of the roster than those two mean to their teams. They can still go and get some wins without one of their two best players. The Timberwolves are not getting a win against a good team without Carl Anthony Towns. They're just not built for it. But the important thing is not just sitting back and sulking in these two losses because the Timberwolves were going to lose these two games pretty much no matter what. Now, where do the Wolves go from here? They took two big... They took a gut punch, basically. They took a gut punch from the Lakers. They were bent over you know, gasping for air. And then they took an uppercut from the Clippers. They have to harness that. They have to harness how pissed off they are at themselves for lacking effort. People like Ricky Rubio, D'Angelo Russell, they need to hold the rest of the roster accountable for their effort. And honestly, Russell needs to hold himself accountable. He hasn't looked good on the defensive side of the ball. In stretches he has, he's looked engaged in stretches, but to be even league average, he has to be completely engaged, and he just hasn't been. And he needs to look engaged on the offensive side of the ball. Sure, he scored some points against the Clippers. Yeah. I mean, he dropped 22. But he also took 19 shots to get there. And he just didn't look like he gave a shit. And he needs to look like he cares, because that's just going to help this team. Now... I don't think this is a lost cause. The Timberwolves play the Wizards on Friday night, January 1st. They can go out and win that game. The Wizards haven't looked good. Russell Westbrook, Bradley Beal, sounds like a dynamic duo. They're 0-4. The Timberwolves got to capitalize on that. The Timberwolves have to capitalize on playing the Washington Wizards after getting gut-punched against the Lakers and the Clippers in back-to-back games. They cannot afford to come out flat against those teams. They need to win. But, at the end of the day, it's going to come down to effort. And, realistically, the Timberwolves haven't shown any effort against Los Angeles. And Los Angeles, I guess. They haven't shown any effort against either of those two teams. So, Friday night they need to come out. And they, they need to win that game if they want to win any games with Carl Anthony Towns being out. And we don't know how long Cat's going to be gone. They have him labeled as week to week. 
Um, it could be one week. It could be four weeks. Uh, I'm hoping it's only a couple weeks maximum because they need him back if they want to have any chance at the playoffs. Um, but if you go ahead and you look at the Timberwolves' next games, it's going to be a gauntlet, man. They have some tough competition coming up. On Friday, they play the Wizards. That's a winnable game if they if they try hard. After that, you got back-to-back against the Nuggets on Sunday and Tuesday. One's at home. They play at home on Sunday, and then they go on the road to Denver on Tuesday. Then, they play Portland. Portland is a team that beat the Lakers. If Carl Anthony Towns isn't there for that Blazers game, you're probably not winning that game. You're probably not winning either of those Nuggets games if you don't have cap. So, the Timberwolves can go out and beat Washington. They can be 3-2. and 3-2 two. Three and two through the first five games would be a really good record. And then you pretty much kind of just, without cat, you kind of just chalk up three losses against uh, the Nuggets in back-to-back games and then the Blazers. Now you're sitting at 3-5. and five. And that, that's a good record for the Wolves through how tough this has been. Um... But I think that's your best case and the best case scenario I could see is the Wolves just getting hot in one of those three games against the Nuggets or the Blazers and coming out of that stretch four and four after beating the Wizards. But you still have to even take care of the Wizards, um, who are gonna be hungry for a win because they are 0 and four. After that, you you get the Spurs um twice, Saturday and Sunday, back to back nights at home. If you can take both those games. Um, then you got the Grizzlies who are without John Morant. If Carl Anthony Towns is back and the Grizzlies still don't have John Morant at that time, those are winnable games that you got to get. Then you got the Hawks, the Magic, the Hawks again, the Pelicans, the Warriors. It gets a little bit easier after after that Trailblazers game. But you got to go out and take care of business in the games that you have a legitimate chance. And you can't get gut punched in the games against the the Nuggets, and the Blazers because you can't afford to lose more confidence that way. It's tough. The NBA is a tough sport, a tough league. There's no easy nights. The Mavericks blew out the Clippers by 50. 50 points. And then the Magic, or the Mavericks, excuse me, were getting blown out by the Charlotte Hornets tonight as I'm recording this. They were down by like 30 points in the third quarter. The NBA is weird, but you can win games. You just got to give some effort. Hopefully, Carl Anthony Towns comes back sooner rather than later so they can get healthy and uh, get into a better position to win some games. But I want to turn to some positives about about the Timberwolves. Because some I think there's been more positives than a lot of people kind of expected coming into this season. A lot of people had a lot of doubts about the Timberwolves. Yeah, there's a collective excitement because we have the number one pick and Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell are finally going to play together. But there was a lot of question marks. I think one thing to be optimistic about is the Timberwolves looked like they didn't fail with their first overall pick. Was he the best option? It's too early to tell. I think, I think so. He's looked legitimately really, really good. And he looks like he belongs in the NBA. Anthony Edwards has been really solid for the Minnesota Timberwolves. I'm just going to run through his stats so far. In four games, he's averaging 15 points, um, 2.3 rebounds, 1.8 assists. And he's only turned the ball over 
two times all season. So that's pretty solid. 15 points. We that's that's kind of what we drafted him to be was a scorer. Outside of that, he's shown really good playmaking ability. Now he has a, like I said, he only has 1.8 assists per game, which isn't great. But he's showing you that he has that ability. He had that nice lefty uh, bounce pass to D'Angelo Russell in traffic on a fast break. Like, he knows how to pass the basketball. And that's something that's going to just keep getting better as he gets a little bit more comfortable in the, in the NBA. Because, I mean, think about this. The kid was drafted, like, I don't know, but off the top of my head, I think like six weeks ago, max, something like that. He hasn't been in the NBA for a very long time. Very, very short. Um, very short time ago, he was drafted. And now he's playing against the best players in the world with minimal training camp. Uh, and all rookies are doing this, but minimal training camp. And, you know, just not a lot of time to get to know everybody on their team and how it works and how the NBA works. So four games in, he's averaging 15 points. Like, that's really good. And I really, I really am enjoying this kid. He's a super great interview. Um, he just enjoys it. And he tries hard. Defensively, there's been some really good flashes, which is great because if he wants to become potentially the best player on this team he's gonna need to do it on both sides of the ball and he has the body to do it he's just gotta he's gotta take advantage of that and i think i think he's going to be really good i think three years from now and this is this might come as a hot take but three years from now we could be talking about him potentially being as good as carl anthony towns he has the talent he's built for the nba he just has to harness it and he's off to a good start that's one positive. Another positive, Culver and Okoge look legitimately really good on defense. Culver showed flashes last year of being a good defender, but he didn't show like consistent play on that side of the floor. He's had some tough matchups throughout the preseason and the season, season so far. He had to guard Paul George against the Clippers. That's a tough ask. And he had to guard John ja Morant in the in the preseason and he had some really impressive plays on that side of the ball so Culver's play on the defensive side of the ball is just super encouraging and his offense has been mostly encouraging especially the first two games and the preseason he's gonna be up and down he's not gonna be a guy that's gonna get you 15 points every night but he's a guy who's shown the ability now to get you 15 points on a night he he rarely did that last season I think he's gonna be better this year Plus, he's rebounding the heck out of the ball, which is something that I knew he could do, but I didn't know if he would do. And that's encouraging. It's really, really encouraging to see Culver molding more into an NBA-level defender. He had the tools last year. He added muscle, which makes him a better on-ball defender. He still has his knack for off-ball defense. And he's always just like a step ahead of the offensive players. Um, on the defensive side of the ball, which is good. He has a little bit of Robert Covington to him and a little bit of Josh Okoge. If he harnesses that even more, gets even better on ball, you're looking at a really, really good defender. Now, the other guy that's been playing really good defense is Josh Okoge. Okoge has looked legitimately great on defense. And he's been he's been playing a position that he's not used to playing. He guarded Blake Griffin in the first game. Blake Griffin 
has five or six inches on Josh Okoge. And he did a really good job on him. And then he guarded Donovan Mitchell, who is a guard. So he went from guarding a power forward to a guard. And he did just as good on Donovan Mitchell. Mitchell was having fits. He did not look good against Josh Okoge in that game. He just legitimately has a chance if he comes back healthy. I know he suffered a hamstring injury, which also could be something that looms for a little while, and he's, he's going to miss some games potentially with that too. And that's tough blow. The Wolves lost their best player on offense and their best player on defense um, in back-to-back nights. Hopefully both of them come back soon. But Akogi will be back sometime this season, and he's going to return to Josh Akogi form, which is going to help this team um, one, because his energy is just so infectious, you know, he just, you just watch him and you just want to work hard too, um, which is encouraging for this team. But just having him back is just, that's going to allow Jarrett Culver and Josh Akogi to guard the best wing at all times. One of them will always be on the floor for the most part, which is important. You're going to play against teams that have two dynamic players that you're going to need both Josh Okoge and Jared Culver to be be able to play defense against. So having both of them be legitimately good on defense raises the floor and the ceiling of this Timberwolves team. And the, the one other big thing I want to talk about that has me optimistic about this Timberwolves team and is something that we couldn't really count on before the season started was just... Carl Anthony Towns, man, he looks so engaged um, on both sides of the floor in those first two games. And even he looked pretty engaged for the most part throughout the preseason as well. Carl Anthony Towns is not known to be a good defender. We know he has the skill. He obviously is a very talented offensive player. And he's shown engagement to start other seasons before too, even last year. But he seems even more engaged this year, and he's gone through a lot. And I think he legitimately just realizes this season, like, what he's been lacking on that side of the floor. And I think he's actually working hard to change that. And if that continues throughout this whole year and Cat only misses, you know, five or six more games and he's healthy for the rest of the year, this Timberwolves team could be really, really good. We saw how good they could be against Utah. They looked really good. If they're, if they're that good all season long, mostly that good all season long, you're looking at a team that's challenging for the playoffs and legitimately can play with the best of them on, on a good night. But it's got to continue. When he gets back healthy, it has to continue. And I'm okay with Cat taking a step back on offense. So far, through the first two games, he's averaging 19 points. Yeah, Carl Anthony Towns has been a walking 20-point-per-game scorer. His entire career. Um, he's also averaging 11.5 rebounds. And he's averaging um, 5 assists. His assist numbers are going to go up this year. He's surrounded by more offensive talent than he ever has been before. He also is averaging 3 blocks. He had 4 blocks against Utah and he had 2 blocks against Detroit. Now blocks doesn't equate to great defense. But it does... It is encouraging to see those blocks also. It doesn't mean it's bad defense when you have blocks, um, as long as he's not chasing blocks. And he's been a lot more disciplined in that on the defensive side of the ball. 
Another thing is he hasn't been fouling nearly as much on defense through those first two those first two games. A lot of his fouls were offensive fouls, which isn't good. Um, but honestly, if he's not fouling on the defensive side of the ball, that is that's really important to him being a good defender. I think Cat's gonna get back up to like at least twenty four points a game when he comes back. He's gonna be a good player on the offensive side of the ball. He's gonna his three point shot's gonna start falling even more. He's at thirty three percent through the first two games. It's gonna go back up to about forty percent. He's gonna be a good rebounder. His assist numbers should go up. And when he's back, it's just gonna open up the door so much for more cutting and more solid offensive play from Culver and Akogi and Edwards and Beasley. The the Timberwolves are going to be good. The Timberwolves will be good if healthy. I think they're going to be a really solid team. I'm not going to say that they're a guaranteed playoff team or anything like that, but none of this 14th seed in the West, they're a better team than that when healthy. And if they keep playing like they did in Utah when Carlin Towns come back, they're going to be solid. But the problem is... They don't know when Cat's going to come back, and they need some wins before that. This season can't be a wash. So they need to steal some wins in the next handful of games if they want a legitimate chance to be a a solid playoff contending team uh, towards the end of the season. So how do they do that? Try harder. Like, they literally didn't try hard in L.A. Both those games, they just... They let those teams run them off the floor, and they had no response. Never did they make a big run to try and get back into those games. And it's a tough look for the Timberwolves. They're a really, really talented roster when everybody is realized and everybody is trying hard. When they're not, it's not good. Carlin Towns is going to help that, but they all need to be better until he comes back, and when he comes back, it needs to continue. So... Take those gut punches from the Clippers and Lakers and use that as energy to go out and beat the Wizards on Friday. Use it as energy to give the Nuggets a game on Sunday and on Tuesday. Maybe you lose both, but lose by 5. Lose by 10. Don't lose by 20 or 30. Don't let, the, don't let that team blow you out. Show them that you have some fight in you. Because we know they can't. The Timberwolves are a talented team. They just need to put it together, put some effort together. Um, it's going to be tough. I'm not going to lie. I've I've went about this this entire pod. It's going to be tough without Carl Anthony Towns, but you got to win the ones you have a chance at. you got to win the Wizards game. If Cat's still up for Memphis and Jaw's not there, you got to win those games. You're a better team than Memphis. when If Cat and Jaw are both out, the Timberwolves should be able to beat those Memphis teams, especially if they want it more. So go out there. You have no point to lose games. You don't have your pick. You got to try hard. Um, there's some negatives, like I talked about. Wancho hasn't looked good. Layman hasn't looked good. But there's positives too. Vanderbilt's trying hard. That's good. Beasley's effort is there. Uh, he needs to he needs to be better uh, off ball defense because he just gets lost. But he's trying hard on ball. Trying hard on offense. Um, D'Lo needs to be better. But Culver and Akogi, if Kogi comes back healthy soon, the defense is going to get a little bit better. Um, I don't think Culver is going to go over 10 many times this year. Um, he's going to look better on offense. 
Ricky Rubio is going to find his groove more, get to know these guys more, and Edwards is only going to get better. So I would say this to you, Timberwolves fans. It's okay to critique the team. I critiqued them in this podcast. I critiqued them um, on Twitter when I write about them. But I choose to be optimistic uh, most of the time. And I had a whole podcast with Kyle Tige about that. Like choosing optimism for me is a big thing because I don't want to live in spite of this team. I like watching basketball. Um, don't get me wrong. The, the LA games were hard to watch. I didn't want to watch them at times, but I stuck through it. It's it's going to be a rough ride without Towns at, at all times. He's a top 20 player in this league. He's your best player. When you don't have him on the floor, it's going to be rough. But you got to give a little bit more effort. But, but like I was saying, don't give up on this team. We're four games into the season, and two of those games we haven't had Carl Anthony Towns. We've won every game Cats played in this regular season. Yeah, it's been two. But there was an impressive win in there. He's looked good. I pray that Cat gets back healthy. I hope that his mental state is good. He's went through a lot and now dealing with another injury. It's going to be tough for him. Hopefully, he is able to come back sooner rather than later and contribute to winning basketball and just be okay as a person because he is a real-life person as much as he's put up on a pedestal as um, a very talented athlete. He is a real-life person, so I'm praying for his health. I'm still always praying for him to be to be okay because he's went through a lot. But, like I said, we can critique this team. I'm not against critiquing this team. I'm against giving up on this team four games in. They looked impressive in two games, and they looked really bad in two games where they've been missing some core pieces. If they start looking bad with the entire team healthy, then I get it. But, like, let's look at the positives. Let's see how we can get better. And, obviously, we as fans can't make the team get better. That's something they have to do on their own. But I'm not giving up on this team at all. Uh, I want to see them come out and beat the Wizards on Friday. I want to see them give some good games to Portland and Denver in the next three games after, after Friday. And let's just, I'm just going to leave it with this. When you guys listen to this, this is it's going to be the last day of 2020. It's going to be New Year's Eve. And the Timberwolves, um, the year's been tough for the Wolves. They've had injuries to Cat end of last season and to start this year. So hopefully a better fortune going into 2021. And I hope that just as an entirety, the world, the United States, everybody just has a better 2021 than they did a 2020 because it was a tough year. Um, but hopefully things are starting to look up for the franchise, for the world. But I just want to say thank you guys for a great 2020. I started writing about the Timberwolves in like November of 2019. And I had the offer to come, you know, write over at A Wolf Among Wolves from Tim. I was very grateful for that because Wolf Among Wolves is one of the most highly sought out Timberwolves sites. And... You guys have been supporting my content on that platform. It's been great. So I really do appreciate all of that. I want to keep bringing even more content to you guys in multiple facets um, because I love talking about basketball and I love you guys listening to me talk about basketball, reading my stuff. So I want to bring you content not only in the podcast. I want to continue to get better in my writing 
And then I also have a YouTube channel where it's a lot of gaming, but I also talk about basketball on that channel. And I want to start talking more and more about the actual NBA basketball there too. So I just want to say thank you for supporting me on all platforms this year. Let's give the Timberwolves the benefit of the doubt. We got some talent. Let's get healthy. Let's win some basketball games. Let's go into 2021. And let's prove to the league like we're not a team that can be completely slept on. Yeah, we're not going to win a championship this year. But if we can if we can sneak into the playoffs, I think it's a possibility looking around the league. Uh, but that's enough for me tonight. Um, like I said, I'm trying to get more comfortable going you know, by myself solo on these podcasts. Hope you guys did enjoy. If you did, please consider leaving a rating on your favorite uh, podcast site, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, any anywhere you get your podcast, you're listening to this. Please, you know, like the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, leave a rating for the podcast. That all helps out a ton. I really do appreciate it. Wolves are two and two. I didn't think I'd be saying that after four games. Um, it's a weird two and two, but at the end of the day, they are two and two, and every win's gonna matter this year. But anyways, again, thank you guys so much for listening. It's been Brendan, and peace out. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.